Um, the fact that, I, I mean, the picking style is concerning you. Um, again, this is the effects pedal fan club, so we definitely shouldn't be talking about guitar picking technique, but today we are. Um, the fact that that bothers you is why you're such a good golfer. <laughs> and why I suck at golf. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I, I hold myself to a really high standard on a lot of things, like yeah. pretty much everything I do. And it's because I like, anytime I want to do something, I'd like, I want to excel and always get better. And like, especially with the age that we live in, where you can go online and see the best people in the world instantly. Right. Um, you start comparing yourself to people like that instead of, you know, 25 years ago or whatever. Like when I was a kid, you compared yourself to the Gary down the street. Yeah. <laughs> the, the best guitar sick. player you knew that lived <laughs> right. on your street, which right. they were very good. <laughs> Mark Demas was my guy. Oh, really? Yeah. He had a, uh, a Marshall micro stack. That's why I have that one. <laughs> Cause, uh, it was just burned in my brain. Um, for whom the bell tolls and ride the lightning of Mark Demas playing that. And so that is why I have a micro stack. He was Rad. my first guitar hero. Oh, nice. Yep. Howdy and welcome back to another episode of the official podcast of the one, the only, the Effects Pedal Fan Club. If you love effects pedals and you're looking for a club, you are in the right place. You can find us at uh, on the Instagram at effects pedal fan club. You can find us online at effects pedal fan club.com where you can sign up for the all signal noise, no noise newsletter and get the world of de effects pedals delivered right to your doorstep or your keyboard or your <laughs> phone, wherever you happen your to be. Your electronic right? doorstep. Your electronic doorstep. And, uh, I am Justin. I'm Vince. And, uh, Vince, we got to get into it. We got a lot to catch up on. We're actually trying a new technique here. Yeah. We're going to read you our four topics just so you know what's coming in the show a quick note from as it relates to my rig from uh tps the pedal show uh that pedal show wet dry question that came in today or monday on questions and comments the new j mascus fuzz the petty john myth we're gonna be taking a deep dive uh because vince picked one of those up and then also randomly making photos with Josh Scott from JHS. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what do you want to tackle first, Vince? Uh, so I'm re I was really excited to hear this news. I want to, I want you to talk about the uh, J Mascus fuzz. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, a huge fan of J Mascus and love, dinosaur junior. Who doesn't love J Mascus? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was really excited because my next door neighbor looks a lot like J Mascus. He's got like super long hair. Is he the, the theater beard. guy or the yeah, he's creepy the th guy, the no, creepy no, no. archer? No, no, he's the theater guy. That yeah. was actually really cool to talk to. But yeah, uh, huge fan of Jay Mascus. Okay, so we've rolled the dice. We're getting into the Jay Mascus fuzz. Now, this was announced, I think, last week. Um, and it was announced on Reverb. It's the only place you can get it is through the Jay Mascus Reverb shop. Yeah. Right, which is just the only, like, he doesn't, I was like, oh my God, Jay Mascus has a shop on Reverb? People are going to go crazy. We're going to buy so much stuff from him. Yeah. It's just that pedal. Yeah. It's great. Um, so yeah, that's it. And it's modeled after his Ram's head big muff from like 72 or 73. And if you watch the little documentary, did you watch it? No. Okay. So there's a little documentary that Reverb did about it. And he was basically saying like, that's his sound because uh -huh. it's muff, but it's clarity. Mm -hmm. So that's his thing. And the way he has it set is crazy. <laughs> 
just the volume is dimed and the sustain is dimed on it. And then his tone is to taste. Oh, it's that's how you run a fuzz pedal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no really other way to run it. No. And so that's his thing. Um, I think everything else is off the guitar volume. Um, but the thing he l- talks about is, I guess, one, it was stolen and he had to like substitute one night with a rat pedal. Mm-hmm. And uh, people were like, wow, man, Jay, you just, what's going on? You don't sound like yourself. So that's very signature sound. Yeah. Um, but the what, what he mentioned was it's a very kind of, uh, there's a clarity to it that's maybe not, that, that he found in that that particular circuit that he loves. So when he lost that one or was stolen, he ended up collecting a few more just to, as he says, it's comforting to have them. Yep. And so um, Electroharmonics re-engineered it, I guess, mm. as close as they could sonically. I guess yep. if we jump ahead to making photos with Josh Scott, <laughs> we learn that uh, circuits are pretty replicatable. Um, so they replicated it, you know, oscilloscopes and electrical engineering and things I don't understand. Um, it's very accurate, but the only place you can get it is on reverb. And I don't know, because the first lot sold out immediately yeah. within seconds. And then they posted a thing that says pre-order now and they'll fill it, but that's the last run of it, which I, I don't know if that means it's the last run you can get at the J Mascus shop or maybe they're going to do a non-signed version of it that's going to mm. go out to mass production. I'm not sure what it is, but it was uh, I was suspect enough about a limited edition and it was only like, I think it was around like 130 bucks that um, I pulled the trigger on it and you can't lose on that one, right? No. No. So pretty stoked on it that's very exciting yeah we'll have to run it against some other fuzzes when we get it in here yeah um yeah all right what's Super up next on that. yeah no what's up next we're doing either tps wet dry oh yeah Petty I... john myth or making uh photos with josh Scott. i want to hear the uh tps uh question because i didn't i didn't know this this is going to be new for me as well oh yeah this well so they were gone like they were on vacation yep like in, on holiday dan was in italy mick um I think he's probably just working. Mick just works. Um, <laughs> hopefully Mick took a vacation. I don't know. But anyways, on the, but your comments question, somebody texted in, or, or one of the questions was, hey, I've got a Princeton Reverb, or a Princeton, and a Vox as my wet-dry setup. Uh-huh. What should I run as my wet? What should I run as my dry? And I was like, oh, this wow. is a great question for me because <laughs> I have the same setup. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a Vox AC15 in a Princeton. Still a 12-inch speaker and a 10-inch speaker. And this is where it gets interesting. Because that that Vox AC4 is 12-inch and the Princeton's 10. Remember how we yeah. a couple, like five episodes ago, we were like, oh, is there a phase issue or something? But then we are like, oh, it works. It ends up sounding great. Yeah. It sounds great. Yeah. So this is what was interesting about it. And I'll just relay it real quick here is they're making the argument that you keep, because I run my Princeton wet yeah. and the Vox dry. Yeah. They were saying, go the other way around. Really? What And the reason was... Is because the Princeton has a higher kind of mid-range content, so use that as kind of the tone that's punching through. So you run that as dry, mm. and then your Vox is going to be your wet because it almost, uh, if you run it kind of higher because it has a master volume, it's, yeah. it's a master volume amp. You can kind of get it to clip a little bit, you know, so you can kind of keep your wet effects a little dirtier, um, a little spacier. Ooh. And so that I thought was it's, super interesting. Yeah, and do you think that? pertains to like that setup specifically because their Princeton was um well a 12 and their Vox was a 10 no no sorry their their Princeton was still a 10 oh and their Vox was a 12 just like oh. my setup oh okay I thought I thought you meant theirs was the, nope. the other order no oh, okay no. 
So, so yeah, sorry if that wasn't clear, but so the Princeton, because it's a 10 inch and it has that mid range character, they're saying run that dry yeah. and that's going to punch through mm. and then fill out the rest of your tone with that, um, with the Vox, which I thought was super interesting. Yeah. I mean, and also the whole point of this question was I'm no longer pursuing my Mesa 50, 50 at the moment. Yeah. And I went back to this traditional wet dry that I'm just really falling back in love with. Yeah. Really oscillating here. pants, <laughs> just chasing tone constantly. Yeah. It's, but, um, it's a yeah, never that, ending pursuit. It's a never ending passion. Yeah. Yep. So that's where we're at. That's rad. Um, do you want to jump in and uh, yeah. talk about the myth? Yeah. Do so, the deep dive into it. Yeah. So, um, and what's funny is we kind of, we did an episode that talked about this pedal where you had a, like a, basically a prototype of it that was built or a mod that was built into a different enclosure. That's right. Um, and so we kind of knew a little bit about the pedal, but not a ton. Um, or uh, like we didn't know everything about it, but we, didn't know we had the basic it. idea of kind of what it was going to be. And it's, uh, you know, um, and it's an overdrive pedal that, Oh shoot. I'm looking on our, I'm looking, I was like, Oh, I have the answer to this because we have the question on Instagram. This was actually the question that Nate answered, uh, again, friend of the club from Petty John about the GI Joe, not the myth. Steven called in about the myth. So I have no really information for you from oh, Instagram. Oh, gotcha. Yep. I was like, you... oh, we got answers. No, we don't have answers. <laughs> I was like, that, that was a rabbit hole, Vince. Sorry. <laughs> okay. But yeah, the myth we did. So Steven did call in and we left a message about it. Yep. Yep. Um, and I mean, it's just a super rad drive pedal. And as we mentioned in a previous episode that has, it was nicknamed the Clon Killer. It was nicknamed the Clon Killer. Um, and it's, uh, the way that I run it right now is sitting right behind, it's actually number two in my gain stage because my clean tone, like, you know, is super clean. Mm -hmm. I don't break it up at all. Um, and I use a tube screamer as my first gain stage. And that's where I kind of sit on the edge of breakup, just a little bit of dirt. And, um, then the Petty John sits right after that. Yeah. So I think everybody needs to know that Petty John this year is running these limited drops, right? Yeah. So you get an email newsletter and then they're doing like a limited run of whatever pedal. The Royal was one. Uh, they just did like a lift buff boost buffer thing. They did this parametric EQ thing, which looked rad. I wanted that thing real bad. Um, and then the myth was one of them. And so this is, if I'm reading this right, 22. Yeah. So this is myth number 22, which is like, it looks way cooler than my mo myth mod. <laughs> the, the, these, these knobs are rad. No. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's fully Chrome knobs, mm. um, gold enclosure. Yep. And so let's see, let's just, let's just go through the controls right now. Right. Vince? Yep. Go through the controls. So if you don't remember them off hand, I'm holding the myth right now. So I'll go through it real quick. It's a should go. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. If you, yeah. So we have, le so it's basically, four knobs in a square pattern and then two smaller trimmers in the middle. Yep. So we have level and gain at the top and then we have highs and lows. Yep. Is the main knobs. Mm -hmm. And then in the trimmer, we have a mid frequency, which is cool because you can choose what frequency you want to either yeah. cut or boost. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, so it has a mid frequency sweep where you can, um, let me see. It goes from like the 400 hertz range to the 2K hertz range. Yep. And then um, the other knob is to whether you want to cut or boost that frequency. Yeah, that's um, rad. Yeah, super cool. That's a parametric uh, EQ built into a clon. <laughs> yeah. Hence the clon killer. Yeah. 
uh, and it it's sick. Um, this so what I didn't know until um, I went and looked it up because it didn't come with instructions. It has internal pots. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Don't do that to me, Vince. Yeah. I work, and I, I really I hate internal pots because I'm just like, what else could I do? I know. Well, and I got to get a screwdriver out. Yeah. And... <laughs> I hate them because I'm always afraid that like by using a screwdriver, if I like slip off of the screw and put a huge scratch in the pedal, I'm gonna feel really bad because that's just such a yeah. silly thing to do to a super nice pedal like that. Yeah. Um, so you actually really... have like an operation fear of like screwing it up somehow. Yeah. No. Just like cutting the cutting the patient's like artery. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. And um, so the internal um, has a clip. It has a switch that is a headroom switch, and so it's either low or high headroom. What? And so what's it come to fault as? I don't know. Oh. That's what. Like, I'm really, really interested. I want to ensure it's yeah. a high headroom. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't get a chance to mess mess with this a ton because I lo- went and looked at it. Uh, either last night or this morning and learn this. And I was like, um, we're going to go record. I don't want to take it apart. And before then, <laughs> sure. We could always experiment, uh, when we go to try it out. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so like the low clipping has a low and high headroom. Low headroom is for more compression. High headroom is uh, super punchy, open overdrive. That's what it says. That's where, so, that's where I live. Vince. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'm really curious. I where I don't know where it defaults. We're going to find, we're going to find out. We'll post it. Maybe we'll talk about it next episode. We'll figure it out though tonight. Yeah. Oh, well, it also has a, we added a preamp setting, preamp mode setting, which, uh, what you can bypass that clipping thing and put it in the middle, I guess. And it, uh, bypasses the headroom, like low, high headroom thing. Oh, so there's, there's a circuit. This light is definitely going weird on us. Uh, friends of the club, one of our lights blinking in the house could be a poltergeist. It could be a bad, <laughs> could be a bad LED. I don't know. Um, thankfully, if our, if our, if the clubhouse was built on some sort of graveyard. We don't know that. Yeah, I was thinking. I was like, thankfully, neither of us are prone to seizures because it's it just it's flickering and yeah, it won't it won't stop. Yeah, it's a, it's a definitely a thing right now. We should probably get some neon lights and just rave it out <laughs> for the rest of this episode. Everybody, welcome to the Effects Pedal <laughs> Fan Club. Um, no, so that's interesting because that, so there's a, an additional circuit, it sounds like, on here that you can either have a high headroom or a compression, like it limits itself, right? Or you can bypass it all together and just be in this kind of preamp mode. Am I hearing that right, Vince? That's what it sounds like. Hmm. And like I said, I didn't know this information until... You're like researching very, for the show, very, right? Yeah, very recently. So I could have some more information about this pedal. And um, I mean, obviously when I got it, I don't read instructions on anything I get. I just go plug it in and start playing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's exactly how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, like it's amazing. And I was, the other reason I was so antsy is because there was uh, a miscommunication in the shipping of this pedal. Oh, so yeah. I ended up getting it a month later than I thought I was going to or something like that. And it was, um, and so I was just, I was so antsy to like, start messing with it yeah because vince had it uh sent to or they sent it accidentally to the your old house yeah right to be fair in between the time that i had ordered it ordered it and i we i we ended up buying the new house and and moving pretty quickly and um 
when I had remembered, I was like, oh my God, I pre-ordered this pedal. I, you know, contacted them and um, they were still able to get me one, which is incredible. Yeah, those, they're great. Like like you said, like mine was just, uh, it's, a, it's a myth, but it's a slammed into a modded enclosure and I got mine from Nate himself in mm-hmm. Bend, Oregon when I was on the job, which is super cool. But um, I mean, this thing just feels really well built. I love the gold. Um, their enclosures are, I think, very unique. You yeah. know, they obviously do custom enclosures. They're not just standard ham and box. I mean, this is a really, really great pedal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I, for I use a con type circuit as like a shaping boost, right? Mm-hmm. So I am like one of my favorite tones is a fuzz into a morning glory into like a clon type circuit. And I run the gain really low and I run the treble about two o'clock and then the output's kind of a master volume. And it just gives it that mid range punch Mm -hmm. and cuts off the fizz of overdrives. So that's what it does. That's what a clon does for me. So I've used this before similarly um, where I kind of choose the 100 K Hertz. I boost that. I cut the lows a little bit and I cut the highs and I get, I basically replicate a, a clon, what I would think is a clon circuit kind of um, EQ curve. Yeah. Now I'm definitely going to open mine up, see if that <laughs> thing's there, put it in high headroom. But how are you using it? You said you use it right out second in your gain stage, right? Second in my gain stage, which that also makes me curious about whether it's in like the, which headroom sw- the, the switch is at. Cause yeah. The, is it in the high compression one? And that's why I really like it as like that second gain stage is to be like kind of a really driven. You're getting a heavier tone with it, right? Yeah. What do you run your gain at on yours? Um, I, I mess with your settings, Vince. I don't. That's, that's, damn it. That's <laughs> do you run uh, it higher than uh, Unity? Like, do you run it higher at like two o'clock? Or? I think it sits at about two o'clock. Okay. Um, yeah, because my, my Tube Screamer sits at like nine o'clock, like crazy, crazy low. Oh, that's right. Like nine or 10 o'clock. Yeah. Edge of breakup type, um, pedal. And I think I would run that one. Um, and because I was trying it as like my main drive tone, I was using it a little bit higher because I'm a very high gain person. I love, I love the fact you're getting all your high gain after out of multiple pedals though. Yeah. Well, uh, I like to like, I like my cleans to be really clean. So it's hard for me to like have my bass tone be dirty because i like mm. i like them to go clean and then heavy yeah yeah i got you i'm up the, the full spectrum of <laughs> g- gain like <laughs> yeah i mean there's no middle in there though no <laughs> no yeah i i sit on the ends yeah yeah you're, you're an extreme <laughs> yeah. gain yeah, yeah i got you um yeah that's cool because like i mean you could really use this as a, a, a this is i mean using it for gain is how josh scott uses his Oh, okay. Right? So he keeps his gain around 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. And I think that sounds killer. Yeah. Nobody seems to use it that way. Everybody seems to use it as the shaping boost, the, the way I use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love my gain at 2. So um, that's cool that you're using it in that yeah. way. But well, I guess that, you could still use the kind of the, 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 the shaping stuff here, right? Yeah, you definitely can. Because I could, um, I mean, because that sits number 2 in my gain stage, I still have that Wonder Red Rider sitting behind that. And so number three, yeah, now I don't, I don't, they're not an all on type thing. It's like, it's There's a gain shortage. If you do that, yeah, <laughs> it's any, it's any two. And that's what I was kind of messing with. So oh, I would run okay. like the tube screamer into the wonder or the tube screamer into the, into the myth. Yeah. Or I would mess with the myth into the 
wonder. Oh, right, right, right. Um, just to kind of see how it worked as like, um, from that aspect. Cause I was curious if I would use a pedal like that as my edge of breakup because I could probably dial in the tone and, and shape the tone before going into my drive, my gain stages a little more like uh, more so in a pedal like that than you would with a, a tube screamer, which just has a tone knob. Right, right. You can just really be more surgical about yeah. it. I got yeah. you. I could, I could do boosted mids or something like that going into a gain stage with that or, um, I'm, Oh, going into the wonder going into. Yeah. I gotcha. So what do you, like, well, to, let's let the club members know and the listeners of the podcast what kind of like chords are you? I mean, your chords are pretty complex, open. They're, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of notes in those chords. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> we talked about this yeah. this issue, which is the reason I like a lot of clarity. Yeah, along with the the heavy gain is because, um, and maybe that comes from playing solo and not playing in a band setting because a you know I wouldn't need such open chords if I played a rhythm guitar and there was somebody else playing leads. I wouldn't need to you know yeah try to do such large chords. I would do more of a, a rhythm type chord or a a bass would pick up the main rhythm and I would play a leadier, like a, a lead guitar chord. Yeah. Cause you've got, a, you've got a lot of ground to cover by yourself. Yeah. And maybe that's like my brain kind of just goes to writing those full sounding chords because of that reason. Yeah. I think the clarity you talk about, and I think it's retained in this. We'll listen to it. Yes. Is, um, you do a lot of embellishments to the chords, mm-hmm. right? Uh, suspensions and these kind of added, added notes, um, that give it a little bit of a melody as yeah. you're, as you're moving through them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not traditional bar chords. They're, they're chords. I don't know what they are. I don't either. It's more, it's a, a lot of it is derived from like, if I happen to learn a, a song that I'm like, oh, I want to learn that song and I would learn it and I would just take shapes and like sometimes alter them or yeah. like I would play it wrong and be like, Oh, that, that sounded kind of cool. Right. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that was really weird. But, um, and so not that I'm inventing anything new, but it's more of like, discovery yeah um of something i wasn't aware of yeah i just want to make sure that the listeners and 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 uh friends of the club know that when we're talking about like your heavy gain it's still pretty clear yeah because i mean you embellish a lot of your chords Mm -hmm. so there's a lot going on that's one of the things that i know we're talking about the myth but the red rider does really well because that has a um wet dry knob that oh, a is, clean blend or yeah, something. a clean blend yeah, that yeah. is on that and that's a, a distortion pedal and so that's something i've really liked about that pedal that mm. not a lot of uh distortion pedals would use yeah well when the clean blend on distortion pedals came out i was like or there's a couple pedals way back when i was like that makes no sense <laughs> yeah um that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard <laughs> yeah um, it's like it's supposed to be muddy and it's dirty. supposed to be muddy and dirty you know it's on the double jhs double barrel it's on i mean i'm looking around i don't remember exactly what we have yeah in clubhouse but there's a lot of pedals that have it yeah. well, um the, the pork loin was like one pork of the first loin had that that was the first that's one that's what the yeah, first one yeah, i discovered yeah, yeah, yeah. that had the clean blend and i was like oh that's really interesting yeah. and i was legitimately like using it in a gain stage of like three gains to get like really saturated, like yeah, <laughs> heavy gain out of it. Well, so there's that. Um, and then, so one, it retains your pick attack, mm-hmm. but since you're using yours, like last in the gain stage with a clean blend, you're having all the other characteristics. You can kind of blend in or blend out the other characteristics of the myth mm-hmm. or the tube screamer, right? Yep. And that's kind of what I do. Cause like I use my tube screamer as like a tone shaper to kind of saturate those other gain stages yep. with, um, the kind of tone that I want where it's a little bit brighter and it'll pick up, um, a little bit more. 
Was that me or that you? That was me. Vince? I'm sorry. No, no, that's good. Just um, but yeah. So like, I mean, the the Petty John myth is it's so perfect for kind of what I'm looking for. It and it, you're 100 percent right. And you'll see when we play it that it does kind of hit that um, hit that mark for me for having uh, clarity, even you know with the higher gain. Yep. Um, and even if it was saturated by a tube screamer or something first, it's it's really good at that. And it's just, it's a super rad tone by itself, too. Um, yeah, we'll give it a spin here. Uh, make sure you can uh, hear it. And then also, uh, thinking of clean blends, the other great way to use that, uh, Vince, is with octave fuzzes. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you know? Because uh, I mean, if you're shaping your, if you're running an octave fuzz into an overdrive or anything that has a clean blend, mm-hmm. you can just let that whole octave fuzz go through there and just add a little bit of something else to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a gr- that's really how I started using clean blends. Was just letting octopus shine. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, yeah, anything else we want to say about the myth other than you should definitely go to, I guess we never said who, Petty John. Elect- yeah. Ele- um, Petty John Electronics. Um, mm-hmm. Really just wonderful human beings. Yeah. And brilliant and, engineers. Yeah. And <laughs> not just from our... Uh, from our opinion too, we recently learned. Oh yeah, that's right. We we actually could get into making photos with Josh Scott. Yeah, we'll um, yeah, we this were would be a good the good segue. We were talking. I was talking to Josh this weekend, and um, it's like, yeah, we got you know we're really into you know Petty John. He's like, oh man, Stephen, that that guy's sharp, man. He's a real good builder. <laughs> um, he is a brilliant engineer. So that is not just coming from fans of the club or right. from, from fans of effects pedals like Vince and I. That's actually coming from Josh Scott himself. So. Yeah. Shout out to um, a fellow pedal maker, fellow like a great pedal uh, maker. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's a good segue into our last topic, which is making photos with Josh Scott. Um, I won't go into like too much detail about it right now because sure. it's a project that we'll be working on over the next few months. But both um, Josh Scott and I are actually are into three things. At least I was that say, I know of. You guys have a lot in common. And um, uh, you, when you were like, oh, I'm hanging out with Josh. And I was like, that makes perfect sense because you guys are literally into the same things. We, we kind of are into the same things. We love gravel bikes and we love photography. Yeah. And um, we love effects pedals. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So the, the, the long and short of it is Josh is working on a really cool project where he's photographing these this gravel cycling phenomena mm-hmm. in the American Midwest is which where his headquarters are and where he's very familiar with and where he likes to ride his bike, but he's doing it on like 1970s camera gear, like old Hasselblad medium format stuff. Oh, cool. Which is crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, so if you, let's say, have you ever watched the Olympics, Vince? <laughs> yeah. You see all those long lenses and you just hear shutters going, you know, to get that moment. Yeah. Well, well Josh shows up at a spot, meters the light, Checks the wind, <laughs> looks through the frame, meters the light again, asks, are the riders coming soon? <laughs> meters the light again, starts to question himself, is this the right composition? Advances the film, and know that he's looking like in a camera, upside down, because of the, you know, and it's yeah. medium format, so it's big, big film, big, big film negative, and it's, and you just wait for the moment. And then you hope you get it when it when they come by. Because it's just one shot. One shot. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> the one that, you know, in the time that like an Olympic photographer shooting, what, 30 frames a second or yeah. something crazy. Yeah. He's, you know, shooting one frame every three minutes. Well, <laughs> then we, so anyways, the whole point of this project was like, hey, I'll be at this event called Gravel World Championships in Nebraska. And that was the last, last event he was photographing. I was like, oh, that'll be right. I'll fly out. 
we'll actually end up driving out. We'll meet up and we'll do a documentary about this project. So we basically just drove around in Nebraska. He was shooting with his uh, Hasselblad medium format and his Leica. I was shooting photos with my iPhone and then filming, making this documentary about it. And so that was that's the gist of it. So look for it probably later this fall. You'll go behind the scenes. That's cool on this on this project. But um, yeah, first time ever meeting Josh. Super super good super good dude. Like great great guy like just a creative kind of font of energy and so yeah look look for it over at um i'm not sure where it's gonna land but his photo book will be coming out this later this year i think oh cool yeah so um and we did learn in that car car ride i think we were in the car driving around the nebraska countryside for probably like 20 hours or something together this weekend <laughs> that petty john uh, Stephen from petty john and nate make great pedals <laughs> so uh kudos to those guys and i where are we at then so we do we need to wrap this thing up yeah, yeah, we're cool. coming. We're coming, we're coming up, up on, on time. Mark. Cool. Um, all right, that is it for today. Find us on um, Instagram at Effects Pedal Fan Club. The website. Um, oh yeah, Vince, call the hotline. Call What's the our hotline. number? Our hotline is six zero nine eight hundred fans. Three two six seven. That's right. Is one six zero nine eight hundred three two six seven. I have a little bit of dyslexia, so I was scared I was gonna, you know, say swap that, the numbers. Way that, yeah, swap those numbers, and if you call the number, it's not that. It's not gonna be the hotline. So, uh, call the hotline. Hi, this is Judy. How can I help you? <laughs> uh, well, we'd like to <laughs> we'd like to tell you about how we're gain staging. <laughs> um, so yeah, no one six nine eight hundred fans. Um, you can also find that patch um, somewhere on Josh. He grabbed it one of our. Uh, Effects Pedal Fan Club. Passion. Oh, yeah, I saw him post about that. Yeah, that was yeah, sad. Yeah, that was great. So that is it for this episode. Um, and, you know, we're going to get that myth going, and we will see you next time. Sounds good. Go get that pedal. Take care. Take care.